G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Lechdog, joined by the magnificent Patch. Lechdog, how are you? I'm up and about, ready for a big pod and oh, he's back. He was so good last week, we had to get him back. It's Foz Daddy. How are you, you beautiful human? Oh, I'm better every day. Every time I come on this podcast, it refreshes my energies to play Supercoach. So thank you for having me. We love to have you, and we were going to do a winner's pod again this week, but then only Damo showed up, mm. uh, so so we've done a loser's pod. Unfortunately, Damo's not allowed to be in the loser's pod, because yeah. he's too good. Yeah, we, we did tell um, Damo he could do his own podcast, which he's currently recording, and we, we didn't have the heart to tell him we wouldn't actually publish it. <laughs> we love you, Damo. We love you, you beautiful human. It's because it's like two o'clock in the afternoon where he lives, so, you know, it's hard to sync up. Yeah. All right. Who's going to say it? Are you going to say it, Patch? Adam Trelaw. What's get, what the bloody heck? We're not even we're not even going to congratulate and thank Teller Beats for his phenomenal intro music, which is bubbling away. We're not talking about Carlton losing, about Crips not scoring. It's just straight to straight to the. Oh, I told people Adam Trelaw would be good. Let's talk about how good I am. Is that where we're going? Okay. Is it? All right, I take a week off and suddenly there's a bit of animosity in the gang. I think that there's a coup afoot and I will put a stamp to it right now, Patch. You keep your coup things out of this. Foz, you're on my side, aren't you, Foz? I'm always on your side, Lech. Oh, Foz, and to think I treated you so well last week. (laughs) Oh, I'm sitting on the fence. Well, it looks like you'd... It's okay, you've made your choice. You've chosen which parent you love more, and that's that's okay. I respect that. And Come I'm just going to go well, I'm I... just gonna go talk to Damo. When you get Foz Dad on the weekend, you get to buy him toys and take him to all the fun stuff, so of course he bloody loves me Yay. more. Um, but no, I didn't bring him up to brag. I brought him up to talk about him because he's got 177 super coach points uh, in an effort that has been, you know... He's averaging 113 for the year, but 177 supercoach points, that's a lot of supercoach points. And boys, he was on about 112 at half time. So at only 600k, if you for some reason still had a spot in your midfield, he's in under 20% of teams. This man is a finals winner. No, absolutely. 177 is a lot of points. We're not good at maths on this pod. We cater to non-maths types. For those out there unaware, 177 is many multitudes of points. Um... Yes, no, it's fantastic, and he's been in rip-roaring form, um, and he's got a, a run to come from Melbourne, Adelaide, and Essendon, who we could well tear limb from limb, um, and would be the number one trading target across any, literally any line. If you can swing and roundabouts Trelaw into your team, do it. Now, Fosdaddy, is there a risk that we're just chasing the points by trying to bring in an Adam Trelaw to win a final this week? Uh, there is the slight risk of that. I mean, he's a gun. He has, hasn't has scored below 100 since round 11, so he's been in pretty red-hot form currently. Um, the one thing that I was a little bit concerned about coming into this weekend was Taylor Adams was back into the lineup, and 
if you look at the stats comparing uh, Trelaw's performances with uh, Taylor Adams compared to his performances without Taylor Adams in that side, um, the numbers skew completely in the favour of Trelaw being dominant with Taylor Adams on the sideline. So I was a bit worried about that, but a 177 was was purely fantastic from uh, from Adam Trelaw and. Coming up against Melbourne this week, he has the potential to go big again. Melbourne, uh, second last in the comp behind Gold Coast, uh, who for teams conceding points to midfield players. So uh, Gold Coast, obviously, last week where he scored the 177. Could he go close again? I don't know. Uh, there's definitely the potential for him to do that. So it's probably worthwhile if you can swing a pod in, um, and he's potentially a pod option at, in only 20% of teams. Uh, to win a final, he could be a good, good player to go to. And I I agree with everything you've said. And I think uh, of the guys we're going to discuss in this sort of finals winners must bring in options, he's probably the biggest pod just quickly looking at the ownership guys. But there is another man uh, mm. who is more expensive. He's in more teams, and most of the people up the top are going to definitely have him. But Jack McRae at 655k is someone you'd have to consider ahead of Trelaw if you, di- if you didn't have either one of them. Mate, Guys, since his buy round, he's averaging 138 super coach points. Eight games averaging 138 super coach. Lowest score, 116 in that run. Highest scores, well, we'll just go through them. Lowest score, 116. Then 120, 120. Next lowest scores, 142, 148, 150, 153, and 155. That's peak Gary Ablett esque numbers. Uh, in terms of super coach, and he's done it for eight games in a row, three to come against Essendon, GWS, and Adelaide. Can this man be stopped? No, no, quite simply, he cannot, which is what I, you know, the reason I've jumped on him the last two seasons. He's, when he's in this sort of form, like he had 45 touches on the weekend. 45 touches. That's, those are, as you said, Gary Ablett style numbers, and they're all contested. They're all in and amongst it. They're all reasonably effective for for the sort of midfielder he is, um, you know, the, the main sticking point for Jack McRae is that he's $655,000 and everyone's got him. But if you don't have him, not having him will cost you a final, basically. Um, so He's just an unbelievable... And for those who do have him, 138 since around uh, 12, or since he's by, this man has been a perma-captain for the... I've used him... I've actually strayed from the Grundy... Uh, Gorn Grundy combo a couple of times and having this man's just as good like he's solid for a 140 plus it's crazy guys it's crazy absolutely crazy um there's although so say say you've you've got a bit less cash you don't have as much cash as you know at 655 400 that you've you're looking at for a mccray or the 600k for trelaw Say you've got, you know, well, just a, a rough random figure of, you know, like $562,300 or less. Um, no, or more is how, how, that's how numbers work. That's how numbers work. Um, would you look at the bond in, uh, you know, lining up next to McRae at Centre Bounces? Had 166 on the weekend. Um, can have a, you know, has a massive ceiling. We know that. Follows with Essendon, GWS and Adelaide to come, would you look at the bond over either of those two? Probably not either over either... Sorry. Probably not over either of those two. Uh, that's a tongue twister if I ever heard one. Um, I'd probably put him in third there. The the one concern with the doggies, and it has haunted them for a while now, they're finally getting their groove together, 
is having uh, Bontempelli, McRae and Dunkley all in the same lineup. There's always that potential to steal points off each other. So uh, that's one thing about um, having you know multiple of those players, potentially even in the same line like a McRae and a Bontempelli. But, you know, as you saw on the weekend, all of them uh, cracked triple digits. Uh, Dunkley had 107 and obviously Bont and McRae both went huge. So uh, very, very easy to select them both and just forget about them because they're pretty much going to guarantee you 100 points plus and both have really high ceilings. So I wouldn't say no to either of them. Um, I'd probably put McRae over Bont if you can afford him and Trelaw's run home is probably just a bit better than uh, Bont's. So I'd probably put him third out of those three, but still a very good player if you have the cash. Oh, the Bont has been dominant this season, averaging 115.5 in Supercoach, but averaging 120 since the buy. He's certainly uh, one of the cheaper of these uber-primo options. And, guys, just let's just think about this. We're going to have some tough choices next year because you, we're talking about McRae, we're talking about Bont, we're talking about Trelaw, Tom Mitchell's going to be back, and then this man, the man we can't forget about, the man whose arm fell off several weeks ago, Nathaniel Fife, he's another guy who, and these guys aren't all, these guys aren't pods, they're in a lot of teams, and that's for good reason, but this is another one we need to talk about as a buy round, uh, not as a finals fixer, and as a potential start for next year is Nat Fife, who, averaging 120 for the year, yes, he misses games, he's never going to play a full season, it feels like, but 144 on the weekend, he was... Well, one of the huge differences, one of the reasons that Damo's doing a podcast on his own, one of the reasons that the Frio uh, got up over the, well, uh, are they still top of the ladder? Geelong, uh, I'd have to check the ladder, but his run has been unbelievable. Patch is this the one-sleeved, long-haired god that is Nathaniel Fife, a player we got to have as well. Well, I feel like if you don't have Fife, you haven't made it to this stage of the season. Um, in terms of still kicking around in leagues or in finals or anything. If you if you don't have a Fife, I don't really know what to say to you, in all honesty. Um, get get the Fife. Give me the Fife. Where's the Fife? Give me the Fife. Tom Cryer, I'd like to ask you a few questions. One, where's the Fife? And two, give me the Fife. Exactly. Exactly. Foz, there's the, you, 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 you're a man of, of culture. You also have Nat Fife on your side. Uh, he hasn't strayed from my side since day one. He's uh, locked and loaded and ready to go. Averaging 120 since his buy. These are the uber primos yeah. that we're going to have to be choosing from to start next season. But guys, let's let's talk. Let's continue this talk about match winners. And we're going to really, I feel, it just feels natural that we're going to focus around the midfield because that's where I really think the matches are going to be won and lost. And you know, shout out to Nick Newman for 161 points and four goals for the Blues. Uh, shout out to um, the Phantom, who knew he was going to be a top eight defender this year. Shout out to those who still have James Warple in their forward lines who pumped out a 149. But to be fair, I don't think these guys are going to do that for the next three games. Nick Newman might pump out some decent scores, but I don't think James Warple's pumping out 149 for the next three weeks. But guys who well, I, I could say continue... That too with Foz Daddy here. Yeah, that's really rude, actually. <laughs> you tell me. Is the, is the I, will James Warple, the Warpedo, um, I would like them to name the club after him, to be honest, but is he going to score 149 points over the next three weeks, given he hasn't scored above 110 outside of uh, this year, except for this, this weekend? I see it very easily, that sort of score coming out with him. He's now uh, the spiritual leader of the club, and I'll put it to you, Lech. I'll put money on him averaging over 115 for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, I like that. I'll take that. I don't know what we'll bet. Maybe a tattoo. <laughs> uh, a temporary um, tattoo. The one that you peel off and you yeah. stick on your, your arm for you know half an hour and then it's right to go for the next week. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's a, it's um, a torpedo we'll work with out James the details, face but... drawn on it by me. We'll, we'll take the we'll uh, we'll work out the details, but I'm very comfortable saying that he's not going to average 115 plus uh, for the rest of the year. I think that you're crazy. Um, uh, he might even get rested against Gold Coast. Actually, that'd help the average argument. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Moving on, fellas. Game changes. People who can save your season. Uh, we've talked about him a couple of times recently, Patch. Since he came back from injury, you and I have flagged this man a number of times, and he came out and scored 140. On the weekend, that is is Sean Higgins, averaging ninety two for the year. Yeah, talk about him, you beautiful human. Ah, he's Sean Higgins. What what is there to talk about? Um, Outside of the the obvious, um, that fabled fantastic graph of the, uh, in in terms of you know if there's plenty of Jock Reynolds podcasts with Jock Higgo and Crouching, then Sean Higgins performs badly, and then once those podcasts are removed, Higgins becomes a, a valid fantasy uh, player and the further away we get from the the last pod with jock and co the more relevant he gets um so you know 2033 sean higgins will be averaging 262 for the season just lock it in lock it in but that's basic maths people you can just look that up that's basic maths exactly but in terms of this season um comeback had a 98 a 68 and a 140 since returning the 68 against West Coast over there, North were absolutely pumped. Um, but looking at his upcoming fixture with Geelong, Port and Melbourne, you'd hope there'd be enough sort of inside support. You'd hope they'd get enough hands on the ball to feed it out to Sean Higgins, who can just kick it into Ben Brown's beautiful breadbasket and just rack up the points. Just rack them up. I think he's a really solid... He's 435k. We're talking like... People who have one trade left need to win the final, don't have any cash sort of trade. But his form wasn't bad leading into that injury. 127-108, that, that was sort of like his last four scores. He, he's a solid player, and I think that... I think we've seen midfielders playing good good in the midfield under... Uh, who, who's replaced them? Reese Shaw. He's doing all right, uh, Reese Shaw. Interesting that they extended him when there was no competition, but we'll discuss that on the uh, on the political podcast later tonight after Footy Classified. Uh, uh, Foz, Sean Higgins at 435k. Let, we're looking for bargain basement potential game changers. Is he someone you look at, at or is a, a Dustin Martin? Is he back in form? Is there someone around this realm of relevancy that we would be considering for our super coach side. Oh, you stole the name right off my lips and I was going to say Dustin Martin at 489k you know he's pumped out three tons in a row now looks to be playing a lot more midfield minutes um, and hopefully can find some decent form obviously got the Blues the Eagles and the Lions to finish up the season so you know obviously uh, coming up against Carlton might score some big points there although West Coast and De- oh, bl- oh, you bloody <laughs> doubt it mate oh I bloody doubt it well anyway West Coast and Brisbane are, are decent sides but you never know at the MCG might live for those big games and, and come out with a huge score so I'd be backing him in if you've got the extra 50k but um, both are both pretty good options at that cheaper sort of range Let's, should we go to the forward line um because I, I have a conundrum. I want I, I need some help. I, I stuffed up over the weekend. Friday night, I was too distracted by the ashes by the start of all that 
logged into Supercoach, checked on my captains, and then forgot that one, Scott Lysette had been perplexingly dropped by the Port Adelaide Football Club, and two, that I'd decided to trade Tom Lynch into my side to see how it looked. Um, it looked, I mean, he scored 80, so it didn't look as bad as it could have, but it was still locked out, and Tom Lynch is in my side, and Scott Lysette is still in my side. I've got one trade left and no cash. Is Lysette's coming back, isn't he? Lynch can go onto the bench <laughs> and do the do the thing, right? What do I do? What do yeah. I do, guys? Guys, help, help. There was a couple of articles about it today floating around about what will Port Adelaide do because they've kind of painted themselves into the corner. They dropped him on form, and then they've won without him. Can they bring him back? My gut says no. And 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 Pat, I'll just I'll just flag quickly before we throw to Foz. Tom Lynch scoring eighty looks. Oh, you can squint in your eyes and say that looks pretty good. But we we did that in the infamous Tex Walker trade of twenty seventeen, no. which we'll never like, talk about. No, don't don't bring it up. Don't. Oh yeah, no, he looks. eighty's pretty good. Oh, sixty's go. pretty good. That's what I wanted to hear. Good, good. Keep up, keep it up. Just less, less fuzz. Fat, fat, uh, fuzz. Yeah, right. Go on, rip into me. I've, fuzz I've made a, a rookie mistake. He's made a rookie mistake. Let's assume that they go. Life sets done for the year. Stuff him. We don't need him in our side. Not. I don't know why they would do that. But let's say they do that. What are you giving? What advice are you giving Foz to the people out there who uh, have a life set in their side and need a forward to replace him? Well, if we're talking specific, specifically about Lysette, I'd hold him for now. I don't reckon he was dropped based on form or based on any indiscretions with the coach or, or any run-ins around the club. I purely reckon that he was dropped to give Paddy Ryder the number one ruck duties for the game against Essendon so he could dominate and his stock price would rise. I reckon, Ooh, I like that. I reckon that Lysette will be back in the side despite the sandful buy. And I reckon that he should be held, if you have him, at least until this weekend. And if he's still out of the side and I'm wrong, then you can discard him for someone who's around that similar sort of price point. Um, moving on to that, I'd be looking at a couple of cheaper options being your James Warple, which we love, and maybe like a Jack Billings at just under 500k, you know, averaging yeah, about so that 100 so, mark. Yeah, so say that I, I have a... a a religious objection to selecting Hawthorne players in Supercoach or indeed in any facets of life and that I already had Jack Billings. Um, would, is there anyone else that would sort of jump out about that 500k price that's, you know, maybe someone that's, you know, from, from Fremantle who Damo is talking about this very moment in the middle of a, a would be a 40-minute soliloquy. His last name starts with W, ends in Alters. I was going to say. Know anyone, you, you don't know anyone like that. Off the top of your head, do you? Who, who's scoring really well? Hmm. Can't put my finger on anyone of that description. Can you give me some more information? Give me a clue, mate. I'm not a bloody. I'm not a bloody puzzle guesser. He, he scored 137 on the weekend, averaging 103 for the season, but 118 in his last three. Um, Mid forward swing. That 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 helping at all? Hmm. He's 106 over his last five, but he, his last three, 104, 113, 137, um, just goes through purple patches where he just goes off his rocker. Started the year like a house on fire, um, had, you know, around the buys, 110, 127, 158, 100, 
through through rounds 10 to 14. You picked him a few years ago and, and loved it. Look, mate, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, he sounds like a good option. Whoever this fella is, uh, this, it could be Rowan Marshall, it could be Taylor Green, I'm not sure. But uh, look, he sounds like a sound option to me. You've sold me. Lovely. I'll, I'll send you a link later to see it. You're all across. The, the, the Mikai, Mik, Mikaeli Waters, I think is how you pronounce Look. it. It's, it's a West Australian pronunciation. I'm, this is you know where Damo would be useful, but yet again, we, we don't have time for the, the two hours and 30 minutes he was spending on Nat Fife alone, um, which is why he's off in the corner. We're, we we I love guess him. we'll never know, community. We'll never I know. I guess we'll never know. Um, Foz, is there anyone else um, up there? You you have a gander out that's specifically not Hawthorne related. Oh, not Hawthorne related. That's a bit hard. Um, I swear no, we no, talk I'm, about. I'm him. a harsh man, harsh taskmaster. We talk about them every Toby week. Toby Green. <laughs> oh, we can talk oh, what's about that. Uh, what's Tobias. What's... Is that is that the man you're talking about? We we crossing live to a oh, butcher's shop in Blacktown. Where where Let Dog is talking with uh with to- Tobias Green. He may be a butcher, but geez, the cut of his meat is good and delicious and and firm, but yeah. but not hard. Yeah, um, first community. <laughs> you all the so, access you never knew you wanted, but here we go. Tell us. So more, Toby Green's there's been a lot of injuries over at the Ugarita Western Sydney Giants. Um since round 17, because that fits the narrative I'm pushing, he has scored a 138, a 112, a 107, a 134. So they're the four games since he's moved back permanently into that midfield. Well, maybe not permanently, but has moved back into that midfield. Um, 34 touches, 27 touches, 30 touches, 34 touches. Uh, plenty of marks and loves to tackle all of a sudden. Like he always sort of, he always got a few tackles in the forward line, but now he's tackling like a beast and he's just dominating over over his last five he's uh averaging 112 over his last three he's averaging 117 at 515k with with not looking like he's going to play again this year and why would you play him if you were gws this is this is a solid selection this is the toby green that we wanted at the start of the year when he was three hundred thousand dollars this is the toby green that we were promised and this is why gws don't really care one way or another what Stephen ganigliog does at the end of the year when he comes to play at the blues fellas any objections we said never again no dickheads we said he kicks too many people in the faces we said he doesn't know how to kick he's a butcher but surely we now know he's a good selection Foz Daddy, is Toby Green a good selection? I really like him. Um, I think that he'll get plenty of midfield minutes. Josh Kelly's coming back this, should be back this week anyway, um, which will see his minutes reduced but not completely go. Um, I think that him and we'll, we'll take those Cornelio minutes that we've been talking about. So I think at that 515k price point, he's presents a lot of value. I mean, it'd be weighing up whether you go with him or that Fremantle, uh, Michele Walteas that we were talking about earlier. Uh, between the two of them, they're both pretty similarly priced and either option would be good, but I'd probably lean towards Toby Green to finish the season. I mean, I like it. I mean, sure, he's averaging 117 over his past three, 112 over his past <clears> five, you know, in 10% of teams and very, very reasonably priced, but... Other than that, what's Toby Green ever done for us? 
I'm pretty sure in his first rookie year, he was probably a pretty solid selection. Ah. Uh, I can't I can't disagree on any rational grounds, but this is another... No, no, actually, no, I've, I've turned a new leaf this year, and sure, yes, go for it. Tobias, welcome my he averaged, <laughs> He averaged 95 in 2012, which according to Supercoach Stats was his first year, so he at four, 146k start averaged 95 for the year and played 19 games. Wowee, if we could turn back time... Mm. Mm, yes, no, I'll pay that. He was very good in his first year. Uh, yes, all right, done. Yes, uh, you're right, yes. Other than... About uh, face. Uh, 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 we like him. He's good. Bring him in, community. Watch him get suspended. And then you can just weep with the rest of us. I tell you what, fellas. I think we've covered a few players that quite a few people have talked about. Um, I don't think there's any huge pods. I think at this stage, like, people are wouldn't want looking for match winners. We found you... Some match winners. Jack Zebel is another player that's on people's lips, but he's just too inconsistent. Tom Hawkins, I'm not touching if I'm anyone except myself. Uh, SPS um. is finally tunned up, so that's good. But uh, no, I think they're the forwards you need to consider. I don't want to talk about forwards anymore because I know Patch is going to make fun of me, so let's talk about the defence. Let's talk about the defence then. Let's talk about the defence. Right, Let's not... Let, let, me, let me just close... Let me get my bearings. Let me Hang close, on. <laughs> let, me... let me close four tabs worth of pods that I know people were hey, trying okay. out for on Twitter. Who, who are your pods? Oh, was, who are your pods? I, <laughs> sucked in, Dog. Sucked in. You couldn't leave the forward line, you son of a bitch. Robbie Gray. Robbie Gray. Port are still... Uh, they're gunning for finals, and if they, they want any part of it, Robbie Gray is going to have to play a big role. They'll chuck him... In the midfield for bursts, he'll kick oodles of goals. Hopefully, hopefully Scott Lysette will be tapping the ball down his throat at every stoppage. Nudge, Ken Hinckley. Uh, with Sydney North and Frio, it's not the greatest run home, but two of those are at the Adelaide Oval, and the other one is at Marvel, which should suit him reasonably well against North. I, what were thoughts? Thoughts on Robert the Grey? Oh, he's in my bloody team, mate. So uh, I think he's a solid pick. So, Foz, your objective. Uh, what do you think about Robert Gray? Uh, he certainly offers a, a cheaper uh, option, and he's not too bad. He you know, can kick four or five goals in a, in a hurry. Uh, there are blokes who are a bit cheaper or a little bit more expensive who I prefer, though. Um, Tim Kelly. He's only you know, about 40k more expensive, and if you don't have him, I'd, I'd definitely look at him first. But um, yeah, if you don't have, uh, oh, sorry, if you do already have him and have blokes like um, Petrovsky Seaton, I'd probably prefer over. I reckon he's a bit more consistent in the midfield, uh, in terms of midfield minutes. Um, and Robbie Gray is a bit old and a bit slow, I reckon, but has the potential to go out and kick those four or five goal bags and um, put on a decent show. But you know, if you're if you're stuck on you know one or two trades left and and don't have much uh, wiggle room in terms of cash, uh, he's not a bad option. Mitch Robinson is the other one I want to talk about. We've spoken about him before. We won't talk about him for too long, um, but I think he's he's becoming a match winner for Brisbane. I think he could be a match winner for your side. Last four weeks, because again, it suits the narrative perfectly. One twenty seven, sixty nine, one hundred one, one thirty two, and with Gold Coast. This week before Geelong and Richmond, um, two, the first two of those games being at the Gabba, 
the the gabatoir. I think uh, Robertson could take some lambs to the slaughter, especially this week. Could go 160 odd against the Suns. He may kill Took Miller this week. He may spear tackle that man in half this week. Mitch Robinson is a beast, raring to play finals, raring for success, and oh my, he likes to hurt people. Do I love him as a super coach selection? I don't love him as a super coach selection. He has, you can look through his year, he's had up and down patches. He's clearly in an up patch at the moment, but I just don't know. You only, if it'll only last. need three games out of him, Leck, and if you're going to bank on any three games, it'll be the games that possibly secure Brisbane. Literally the top of the ladder, which is not a sentence I thought I'd be saying this time last year. What a universe we live in. What do you think, community? If you're still listening, I hope you are. Please. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Mitch Robinson, good or bad? Right, let's actually go to the back line now. I, I don't want to look any further down on this list than what I'm currently looking because it's dark and full of terrors. Let's go to the back line where it's slightly lighter and but that's just mainly the glow from Danny Rich's halo. I just wanted to point out in the back line that well, yeah, Daniel Rich is very good. Oh, my, he's beautiful. Let's ignore the fact that he had a, a bit of a down week. Um, Jake Lloyd is also having a bit of a down period. I'm not loving it. I know he's had... He's still scoring okay, but, like, just be better. Jake Lloyd, please just be better for me. Come on. Um, come on. Makes these guys very selectable next year, though. But here, here, here are three names... I'm throwing at you, Dan Houston, 401k, three round average of 93. They play him up through the midfield. He can go forward and kick goals as he showed on the weekend. Um, he's just a, a magnificent little player. They've got another one there. Darcy Byrne Jones, also from Port Adelaide, 500k, an extra 100k. He's averaging uh, 89 for the year and 96 over the last three, 108 over the last five. So he is. Um, certainly here to play and and the last one is the sleeved magician Kate Simpson who uh, well I'm not saying he's back I'm not saying he's back but the rumour is he's going to play again next year so therefore I will select him again next year but his last few games 87, 93 125 and 89 Foz I'll start with you Simo DBJ and Dan Houston are any of these little guys Tickling your fancy, all in under uh, 3.4% of teams. If I'm going to be leaning anyway, those three would be Dan Houston, um, just 100k cheaper than Darcy Burn Jones. I'd say a bit more consistent than your Cade Simpsons, at least the tail end of his career, Cade Simpson. Um, and he it seems to be getting more midfield minutes um, under Ken Hinckley later in this season so far. So. Promising for not only the the run home, but also next season. If he continues getting those midfield minutes, he could become a viable option. Um, played plenty of midfield against Essendon uh, on the weekend, which led to his 134 score. There was, but, there was no game against Essendon on this this, this weekend. They oh, yeah. Buy. Well, that's, that's probably why he racked up so many disposals, because Essendon didn't come to play. Do you remember that year that Port Adelaide were really bad? I can't remember who. Some before meme pages were a thing made a video where they lost to the bye. I'm going to find that and put it in the comments because that was one of the funniest videos of all time. 
Remember Port Adelaide being bad? They were the good old days. Well, they're still kind of bad, but remember them being awful? Yeah. They were the good old now, days. Now, at this stage, they're stuck in that relentless trying to rebuild but not being bad enough to properly rebuild. So they just sort of keep cycling through that. They just sort of go up to like fifth or fourth and then drop back down to, to 13th or so. And there's just they're just stuck in an endless loop. It's, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I actually don't think there's that much exciting news outside of what we've already discussed in terms of players you'd want to bring in in defence. Like, Basha Uli, Nick Newman playing well, Lucky Whitfield, Zach Williams. But people have got these players. I reckon people's back lines are done. So I I, I think we don't need to spend too much time no, here. No, there's one thing I would like to touch on, though, because um, Foz, we spoke a little while last week about Grant Birchall being a potential trading option and on paper it looked it looked pretty good and I was standing there going, No, it's only four weeks, he'll be right. He can he can last four weeks. And he didn't. Um he he did not last four weeks. He lasted yeah, two, one and then had a break and then one and a half and then did his hamstring. Uh scored fifty seven on the weekend, two hundred and fifty two thousand dollars if you're, you're down the bottom and you're absolutely stuffed, there may be, if you've got 100k in the bank, you might be okay. Sam Reed from the Giants. Defense mid, uh, defense forward swing option is averaging 93 over his past three. I haven't seen a Giants game at that time. I've got no idea what he's doing, where he's playing, what he's doing. 94, 87, 100 in his past three. Is is he your best bet if you've got to get rid of Birchall and you're able to, to downgrade a, a Dylan Clark or a, a, a anyone as a, as a final Hail Mary? I can't believe you. I almost spit out me, spit out, spit out me chips. Um, spit out me chips uh, when you said that name. What, what a name you've come up with. So, Reed, very interesting patch. He's actually been playing on a wing alongside Lockie Keith of all people. And Lockie Keith's actually scored okay of late. I'm actually just going to pull up Lockie Keith because, believe it or not, I actually didn't have notes up about these players. Lockie Keith and Sam Reed. Um, and I don't know what Lockie... Lockie yeah, Lockie Keith. Okay, he scored 29 on the weekend. But he's been... Trust me, he's been playing pretty well. Is, is he doing um, Rory yes. Thompson levels of, of playing well? Is that how good he's going? He had four kicks. Okay, but Sam Reed has been playing reasonably well. It has been on a wig. I still think that's that's flipping, flipping crazy. Foz, would you yes, consider much. bringing in someone who wears number fifty into your team? No, I didn't think I would. Ben Brown's probably the closest. Um, but had I Ben wouldn't. Brown before. Can confirm it's not fun. Um, yeah, no. I had him in draft. I wouldn't touch him ever again. Sam J. Reid, though, is, is 50 the new, we, is 50 the new seven we, or 50 the new good number of things. Can, can, we, can we not? Can we, All right, can let's we, move on. Let's, people have already stopped listening. <laughs> Sam well, what are we moving I on to? I love you, Patch. Doug? What are we moving uh, on we're to? We're moving on to talk about if you're desperate for cash, what the hell are you going to bloody downgrade to? Guess what, folks? If you've still got enough trays to downgrade, there's stuff all. There's nothing. Angus Schumacher debuted for the Blues. He scored 39 points. No. Jason Carter debuted for Frio. 
45 points, maybe 102k defensive mid, but he's probably not going to play any more games. Hugh Goddard is on the bubble. He scored a 34 and about a 6 when he broke his face. No. Connor Iden was a late in, I believe, or he was not a late in. But either way, he debuted for GWS and scored 33. If you're downgrading, just pick a dude who's priced 102k, pick Jason Carter, and be done with it. There are no downgrade options. Well, there we go. That, that, that's the word, folks. The end is nigh. Um, and honestly, I don't want there to be more downgrade options because they ruin their, their starting price for next year. The, every rookie that plays from in the last six weeks of a Supercoach season is a rookie robbed from us in the 12 months to come. And I'd I just like all the, all the footy coaches out there listening. I know there are several AFL coaches that listen to this podcast religiously, hoping to catch a glimmer of insight into what Carlton are doing each week um, and to, to get any wisdom they can off Leck. Um, please stop playing rookies. Just stop. Just don't do it. It's bad. Please. <laughs> As they lost their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Hawthorne, you guys are done for the year. You're not making finals. Don't play rookies, though. Keep playing your aging stars. Give them farewells and then just, just play them all next year. Please. Stop. Please. Patch, I think you've... Lost your mind. I lost my mind a long time ago, like dog. You know that. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that. Okay. Well, we need to wrap this up. We need to end this. We're so bad at ending podcasts, but folks, there's plenty of reason to subscribe and there's plenty of reason to come to jockreynolds.com.au. We have the Monday scouting report. We've got the heroes, villains, and the damned on Sundays, which uh, reviews all of the, the best and all of the worst of the weekend. We've got the podcast, which comes out on a Monday night slash Tuesday morning if you're up and about. Uh, we, Wednesday, we have captains or cheat sheet. Thursday, we have cheat sheet. And Friday, we have the panic room. Panic room. They're all the things we do. But if you would like to see something there that isn't there, send us some suggestions if you'd like to contribute. It's late in the year, but it's not too late for you. Let us know. Speak to us. Get in contact in the comments below this if you're interested because we gotta, we're got we approaching the off-season, folks, and that means we've got to start planning for next year bigger and better than ever, and we need you to do that. Foz Daddy, thank you so much for joining us, you beautiful human being. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. We bloody... It's the pleasure is all ours, mate. And Patch... Thank you very much for being here, despite having a printing press fall on you mere minutes ago. I would say I would do anything. I would drag myself home to to record this podcast, which I do each and every week. But it's all to be with you and to gaze into your eyes, like dog. I wish I could see you. Um, should one should one of us go tell Damo to uh, to stop doing the thing now, or are we just gonna let him go? Now nah, let him go till he falls asleep. Fair enough. Good luck in your finals, community. Um, Godspeed, and uh, make sure you take down all your mates in the office, in the schoolyard, wherever you're, you're playing your super coach. Just, just tell them who's boss. Tell them who sent you. We, we sent you. <laughs>